Welcome to Feel Good Sports. You, me, this couch has been a while. It has. There's, there's been a bit. It's been a big couple of weeks. So apologies to people who have been waiting for our finals wrap episode for WBBL 08. A lot has gone on. Everyone's okay? Everyone's okay. That's pretty much it. That's that's the, All right, cool, the important bit. Okay, laters. <laughs> so WBBL, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, so we a- left apologies off. for the break. We left off at the end of the season proper before finals began. Heading into finals. And it was a pretty great finals series in terms of there was some off-field antics, <laughs> there was some on-field antics, and there was a pretty interesting final, Yeah, it's fair to say. Okay, off-field and on-field antics. So, obviously, first game's Hurricanes-Brisbane Heat over yeah. in Adelaide, and the Hurricanes lose – Heat do well, play really well. They progress through to play the strikers the next day. And that's when things got a little bit interesting. Absolutely. I love this. It's one of my favourite things because this this happens all the time in men's sport, but doesn't seem to happen heaps in women's sport. But there were some shots fired by Megan Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Boomching. That pun was not intended and it should have been. (laughs) So she basically said that the Heat play an arrogant style of cricket. Uh What that means, not entirely sure. And then Jess Jonathan took up her right of reply and said, uh, okay, great. Keep watching us instead of watching yourselves and we'll see what happens essentially. And then the social media team for the Heat lent into it because when they put up the team for that that second game in a row... They said no changes to our arrogant. No, that's no changes. Let's go play some arrogant cricket or something like yeah. that. And it was excellent. I was like, yes, this and, is fun. And then in that game, when Jonathan got out, it was there was a little bit of controversy. There was some stare downs, wasn't there? She because was not happy. JJ, she was very upset about it. It wasn't just a stare down. There were some words. It was something to do with a fielder moving. From it was memory. Megan shoot. Oh, was there as well? <laughs> It was me and she. So she had come across to chat with Tally McGrath and Deandra Dotton had started her run up oh, before so Megan Shoot moved back to her place. And so Jonathan, JJ should have just pulled back. I mean, like, yeah, I'm so, not facing up. Yeah, so she said to the umpire, I'm pretty sure she said she moved. She wasn't set in her fielding placement. Mm. Um, and he was like, Meh. you got to go. Yeah, you could have pulled away, friend. I'm sure he didn't say friend, boy or she. Can't I don't think he said were. anything. I think he probably just shrugged. <laughs> not my, not my problem. So you in the captains and umpires debrief after Soz the game. Bro. Is there bro. A, there's a captains and umpires debrief after Every the game. Every game. Yep. Far out. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, they have a chat. The umpires ask, was there anything that, you know, you weren't happy with, any decisions? And, yeah, so sometimes they go in all hot and be like, yes, in fact, there was. Um, and they also use that to talk to the – um, captains about anything that they noticed, you know, maybe some player behaviour that needs to get reined in or maybe you're so close to your time and we're giving so, you a penalty or something like that. New, there has, there's been a little news on the Sixers captain. Yes. I wonder, would that have been, we'll come, you know what, let's let's come back around let's to that because I think we actually need to. So it was the strikers who progressed. They from, did after. So their, their cricket was better than the arrogant cricket on that day. From what, the challenger, is that what it's called? Was the eliminator and then the challenger, challenger and then into the the final. So I think it's dumb if you like either name all of them, name all of them: eliminator, challenger, and then hot dog. 
the final. Um, um, and the strikers talk about getting to embrace being the underdogs and having to fight your way through. So they finish the game. It's a late night game. They would have got home to their beds, say, midnight-ish. Yeah. 4 a.m. alarm to get to the airport in time to load up with all of your gear for the 6 a.m. flight. Get to Sydney, straight to the ground to do media bits and bobs for, say, like T-Mac at least had to go there. Yeah. They all try and get a nap in at some point, a bit of a loosen up, maybe a bit of a field, and then you've got the the final the next um, next day. So it was a pretty rough, like, period of transition for them to get there because there were just no other flights available. They had to do the stupidly early flight, but they just seemed to be like, bring it. I think they really lent into. The I think that's kind of, of been it. their vibe. The whole series is. I think different se- teams have had really different vibes. The whole series. So the Sixers have had that really. We're just here to have some fun and happen to also be winning all of our games. Yeah, which is super um, fun. And the Strikers have had this really like just rolling with the punches, just sticking together, rolling with it, backing each other, and getting it done. And I kind of a little bit grittier. A little bit more fight needed. But let's get into chatting about the final. North Sydney Oval. So great. It's it's the home of women's cricket now in Australia. North Sydney Oval. I'll take your word for it. And it yeah, it got packed out. Uh, I was lucky enough to get tickets for my mum, my sister and my brother-in-law to go. They loved it. They had a great time. To be clear, they're not Sixers fans or no, Strikers fans no. specifically. They're just into their cricket. Yeah, just – yeah, like – seeing the, the teams in action. Uh, we also had a, a good friend of ours. Robin was across in Sydney, so she took her kids and her brothers went and family went. and So there was quite a few I people. Like that you're like, I like that you're p- pointing this out. This is pretty much our whole listenership that you're listing. Right? Yeah, listing. hey guys, from people who were there and, and other, other mates and stuff that were there, they just said they had such a good time. The stadium was was packed, and what my brother in law said that I loved was he messaged me and he said that Elise Perry has a phenomenal crowd reaction. He said she just did anything, and the crowd just respond. Just has a little stretch in the outfield. Yeah, and everyone's just <laughs> like, yeah, which it was just interesting to get that feedback. Has from, a little sneeze. From someone else. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm sure that's I'm you. That. <laughs> like fifteen thousand people. Bless Stand, you. Stand, standing ovation. <laughs> that was a fantastic one. Uh, <laughs> um, that cool. would that would kill. Me. I would love it if <laughs> all of North Sydney could just when a player <laughs> sneezes, everyone has to yell out, "Bless you." That. I would How love funny that. Would that be? That'd be so so good. Okay, <laughs> challenge out there. That is a great. That, that would be so good. Imagine um, the players' response to that though. If you've got like, <laughs> and then there's a bless you, and you just be like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, hilarious! That would be good. I'd love that. <clears throat> um, but either way, the the game itself. Um, what did you think? You, you watched it. I know you watched it as well. But yeah, Sixers strikers strikers obviously end up winning on the day um so the upset victory comes through the sixes just (laughs) managed to not play a great game all over oh gosh this is an interesting one uh you and i were texting throughout this game one of my kids was sick and ended up in hospital that night so my me watching this game was kind of interspersed with like (laughs) taking care of quite a sick kid it was an interesting game because there were kind of were no real superstars it didn't really feel like a final, like it didn't play out like a final. And maybe that's just because Elisa Healy didn't make 200 runs. <laughs> 200. Yeah, she failed in her final in a big match for once. And and that's a rarity these days. So the strikers batted first. They 
oh, this is the thing, to, I mean, topic, feel good sports. Eli- was it Elijah, the little boy that was... Um, Talia McGrath's Make-A-Wish kit. Yeah. And I think you've said it, Talia McGrath is the most value <laughs> Make-A-Wish going around. She's such good value. This kid's mum literally was just like, my kid loves T-Mac. If, if he could just meet her one time. And she's dragged Double him down. out to like two separate days of cricket at North Sydney. Took him out to the bat flip. Said to him, what should I call, roofs or flats? And I can't remember now which one it was. He said whatever. She went with it. They win. She gets to, to bat first. So every, like you're in your final, it is the biggest game of domestic cricket in Australia. She's like this kid. <laughs> She's like, come on, kid. Let's go. Warms up with him. Hits balls with him. Like just. She's such good value. Oh, you called for her to have a big game. Now, she may not have had a huge game in many senses, but I think she did. She, she I, yeah. came from another area that doesn't get recorded in the stats. It is one of those things. I have been a bit disappointed in T-Mac's performance overall. But um, I like her no less than I did at the beginning. Yeah. I like her more, if anything, so, because, you know, the human side of sports is really important because, as we say, professional sport isn't just about winning or losing. It's about engaging with the community and giving a space for relief. And she nailed layers. that. Yeah. So they made five for 147 batting first, and that felt short. Yeah. Thought, oh, you are really going to have to bowl well. This bowling lineup of yours is going to have to shine here. So when we got to the innings break, I texted you to say, let's see if this superstar bowling lineup can do the job. And that's what everyone has said about this, the strikers this whole time mm. is they have the most stacked bowling lineup. So just before we get on to the second innings, Katie Mack made 31 off 26 before she got out hit wicket. Do you remember? She stood on her stumps. She stood on her stumps. How does that even happen? (laughs) How frequently does that happen? Because I have never seen it happen before. And it feels like a bit of a rookie error. It's it's one of those things that it doesn't happen that much, but it has happened. My memory is that Susie Bates has done it a couple of times in games that I've seen. (laughs) But you almost expect that more and that she's so much taller um, that her taking a big step back puts her in danger of stepping on the stumps. Whereas yeah. Katie Mack's tiny. <laughs> so she actually had to leap quite a way back and then, yeah, take the stumps. So that was that actually got the sixes into the game out of nowhere, I reckon. The, the, the strikers actually yeah. were going really well at that point and Katie was doing well. T-Mack got 24 off 21, which was pretty good going. And Deandra Dotton there overseas, she's come good for them right when it's mattered towards the end of the season and a, a 52 off 37 – when things had slowed quite a bit down. So if she doesn't do that, they don't make that 147 and it's a lot easier situation. Yeah. So I think she – anyway. And really, really good efforts with the ball from Dotton as well. Mm-hmm. So – Two gets to Eccleston, one each to Cheadle, Bolton and Peterson. And so then it went into the sixes. And I thought – as I said to you, I just thought it was short runs. thought probably 20 runs short at least. I think that's fair. But bowling lineup stepped up. They really did – when Healy went, I was like, well, let's just let's just see what like, – these guys have all of the batters. Let's yeah. see what happens. The strikers Whoa. dropped about a 1,000 chances, it Incredible. felt like. I am exaggerating, but a 1,000. It was like, do they even want to take wickets? <laughs> Are they just, they're just running around for, for kicks out here. And yet the sixes did not capitalise. I know. And it was one of those things – usually you go, oh, you can't give them one chance. So this is – this is 15. The, the thing that – I found a little bit disappointing about the final is that it didn't look like a final. Yeah, it was a bit sloppy at times. The fielding was sloppy. You've got 
batters who have had 10 million chances who then haven't taken those chances and gone, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go off now. None of the names that we would expect to go hard, you know, really delivered. So except for DeAndre Dotton, who continues to be the world boss she is. World boss. So, I mean, now we've changed. We don't have the power play that's six overs. We have that power surge come in later. And so it's four and two. But still, a good indication is where a side's at after around that six over mark because we're used to that as a comparison point. And so the the Sixers lost Healy when they were on 10. That was in the third over, end of the third. Then Bates when they're on 13. Gardner again on 13, so three for 13. Aaron Burns, who's been one of their saving graces alongside so Gardner. So reliable. So Gardner and Burns both back in the shed and the score was four for 16. I was like, well... And I think everyone had that moment of going, is this the moment that Elise Perry goes, you know what? I can still put this on my yeah. back and carry it home. Not on my Don't watch. worry. And it looked like it was going to be that moment, it kind, didn't it? It felt like it. And then she just got out. <laughs> and then she just got out. That's true. Her and Nicole Bolton's partnership was... It, it felt like it, it could get back, there. didn't it? Yeah. It felt like it could get there. So then uh, obviously that partnership gets broken and Bolton gets out in her her last game so she retires and cries as she's walking off breaks me brutal (laughs) that was hard to watch um shout out to her dad alan bolton who was there in his subiaco floriate jumper jacket thing that he's worn to i would say 97 percent of all her cricket games so it's like an iconic figure in the the crowd is that's hilarious that's what he wears so he was true wore the wore it for her last game but yeah so she cried as she's walking off and i was like oh man that's tough to watch. Um, a couple more wickets fall, of course. And then one of our faves across this season. Maitland. Honestly, Maitland Brown. That's all. I'm out. <laughs> the only episodes, if you go back and have a look, the only episodes we don't talk about Maitland Brown are the episodes that she was out injured. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know we liked her that much. It's As I've gone back through things looking for bits and pieces of highlights, I'm like, wow, we talk about Maitland Brown every episode. <laughs> Even if it's only a little bit. 30, She's in there. 34 off 17 balls. She hit two fours and three sixes. And she was the reason that if you just happened to look at the scorecard, go, wow, this final was, was close because yeah. she had that tail end just hitting. If she'd had one more over. Eccleston 15 off eight. So she went big as well. They just needed, as you said, one more over. more balls. Yeah. And it would have been very, very interesting. But it was the strikers. Two wickets to Brown. Darcy Brown, that is. Two to Dotton, who ended up with Player of the Match honours for her um, bowling and batting exploits. Shooter, Barsby, Amanda Jade Wellington and McGrath with one each as well. And then, can we just say, hats off to the strikers and their prolonged celebrations. Barsby and Wellington and Patterson, I think, were best on grounds. They worked really hard at it. They were like, you know what? This is my job now. Always in team kit. They took the trophy everywhere and they blagged their way into events. That's what it appeared like. Because I think they went to the supercars. They went to... VIP at Guns Guns and Roses. Roses concert. Well done. I'm impressed. This is the whole point of being a champion of a sporting... They did the media street stuff. They did it all. They turned up to stuff. I loved it. And always wore something strikers. And... Got out in their community as well and kind of took it to the people with were really present, which I appreciate. One of the things I found find so hilarious about the WBBL finals um, post stuff is that all of the socials and everything, you'd think the six is one because the person on all of the like the face on everything. Who is it? 
Who's the face on everything post-WBBL finals? Perry? It's Elise Perry for her really lovely concession speech. She did. Yeah, she did concede well. Um, Probably one of the better bits of public speaking I've I've, I've heard and seen from Perry. We have talked about her her personality kind of coming out a bit. She seems to be leaning a bit more into her role in in sports media because she can't help the fact that she just so happens to be one of the best female cricketers of all time mm-hmm. and certainly the most most marketable it's nice to see her leaning into that and going i have a voice my voice matters this is the thing that needs to be said and the thing that needed to be said was people rocking up to women's sporting events is really important that's why we make this podcast is it's about representation and going this is really important for a community. It's really important for women. It's really important for everyone to understand that there should always be balance mm-hmm. and this space needs to be honoured um, and celebrated. And valued. Yep. Yeah. And she did She did a really good job of that. In a tough moment. You In know, a that, tough this- moment. The, this is the best year they've ever had. It's a record-breaking number <laughs> of wins. This yeah, is the best win. year the Sixers have ever had and not won the trophy. Yeah. So really, really hard. It's not moment. just the best year they've ever had. It's the best year any Anyone. team has ever had, and they did not win the trophy. Yeah. Incredible. For those that might be newer to WBBL and sort of going, well, it's popular and people watch it. For some background, so I, I mentioned off the top that my mum went that I got her tickets to go, and she sent me a message, and then we also spoke on the phone, and she was beyond herself happy, like just tearful joy. Because her memory of my cricket career at the very beginning when I was younger, all those things we talk about now that if you were younger now coming through, seeing all these opportunities and the celebration and the acceptance. So she told me a story a few years ago of where that I didn't know for a long, long time that when I was coming through the New South Wales pathway, there was the moment where I was going to go away for an under-19s team if I got selected that year. And they were about to do the announcement and my father had passed away this year, so money was a lot tighter than it had ever been before. We were never hugely well off in the first place. It was always tight. And mum was like, I've got to tell her if she gets selected, I've got to tell her I can't send her. I don't have the money. We, so she was hoping you wouldn't get selected. She was like, I'd actually prefer them to not select her and for me to have to deal with that than for me to be the one that has to go, you can't go. I have to withdraw you withdraw from this. So she's having that internal monologue while she's waiting they stand up to announce the team and the first thing they do at this point in time is they say, we've got some great news. This program is now fully funded. The players will not pay a thing. It's no out-of-pocket expenses. So that was the first year it was fully funded yep. for you to in go. In the junior pathway. Yep. Would have been the first team of that likes around Australia that was able to do that through sponsorship and just, you know, Cricket New South Wales lead the way in that area for a long, long time. And that would have been Women's Cricket New South Wales back then. And... Mum said she just, like, in that moment was like, I don't, I don't even know if she is going to get picked and just was, like, tearful. I do get picked. She's like, well, even better. Um, and, yeah, she told me that, like, I would say over a decade, easily over a decade later, she confessed to these feelings that she had then. And so she went to that final. It's packed. You could not move. You could not find a moment to sit. It was just – the noise was incredible. She said she just sat there just grinning, going, how is this how gone lovely. from that moment? How good. I'm glad Liz could have that moment. Wrapping up WBBLEA, mm-hmm. what are the things that we've taken out of this one and what, have, what are we looking forward to? 
Well, I always look forward to it. I do think that with more IP, like the IPL, women's IPL coming through, the 100 will go back up to slightly longer. Uh, there's more of these leagues popping up sort of thing. There's a challenge for Australia to stay relevant and to stay as the dominant I want to come to this as an international and a high-level player yeah. tournament. I wonder whether we're going to shorten it. I reckon the round games might have to get less so we can – it is a lot of games. Yeah. So we can shorten that time commitment because the thing we don't want is imagine if women's IPL, there's big coin thrown at it, which potentially there will be. Yeah. And you have players, either international great players or our very own Australian great players say, I'm going to use those three weeks, four weeks as my time off. We don't want that. We're already seeing a little bit of strain in there because the Indian players that did only a few came and they were recalled really yeah, that's quickly. Right. Which I think was dealt with, but it did leave a hole for for the teams that were relying on those players. It'll be interesting to see how that that kind of balances out. Not to say uh, we're not excited. I'm excited about the I'm IPL pumped. for sure. One of the reasons I'm so excited is because um, we we finally get back to a little international cricket yeah. today. Today, and it's India and Australia this this evening. So. Um, It'll be really interesting to see how that unfolds because obviously we have, we've got this series, we've got a little bit of cricket over the summer and then, of course, the World Cup. Bring it on. Before we get to the IPL coming next year and a little bit more information trickles out about that every week or so. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. What are you looking at in terms of the series that starts today? It's a T20 international series with India in India. So Shelley Nitschke coaching, you've got Elisa Healy stepping up as the, the captain for this tour, so up from vice captain. Fingers crossed, I feel like there's language around that makes me feel like Lanning hasn't given stepped away. Stepped totally away. She is still lost on a break but has desire. So as that World Cup gets closer, we obviously would have to see a decision at some point. But Healy it gets this great opportunity to, to lead and be captain and put She's, she's going to do it her way. Yeah. And I think that could be really interesting to see how the Australian team goes. So no Lanning, no Haynes. It's Opportunity been, for Perry to get back in T20s. Yeah. It's been really – the Sutherland. leadership of the Australian women's team has been consistent for a long time. Yeah. She's got new. So it's, it's a really – there's a sense of renewal with a new coach, with a different captain and vice captain, with – a leadership group who have seen some ups and downs. I'm thinking about, obviously, Elise Perry has been out for a little while but has found some phenomenal T20 form. And some brand newbies yeah. coming into Phoebe Litchfield, Phoebe Litchfield and Kim Garth's first outing in international cricket as an Australian player instead of an Irish player. Which I don't think I ever saw coming the day. She said she didn't see it coming. <laughs> So I certainly would be shocked if anyone else did, <laughs> apart from the Australian selections, apparently. So really excited to see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. But Watching that, that space very intently. The last little bit of excitement is in the under-19 space for women's cricket. Coming up is the very first under-19 World Cup. It's it, never existed in the pathway before. We're going to get to see what everyone has got. Australia. And, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, example, Bangladesh, India. India have Shafali Verma playing in their under-19s team. She's like, a captain, right? Yeah. 
Of course she is. Far out. She could How is Shafali Verma still so young? <laughs> I just don't even. I can't even. The Australian Under-19 Championship is happening right now, right yeah, here. Yeah, the final is on Monday. Yep. And I think that's after that final, the, the team is imminent. So you're Exciting. sitting here wearing your team kit because you're obviously uh, – the coach. Yes, of Melville. Of yep. Melville. Have you got girls I do. Playing? I have three there. Chloe Ainsworth, Natasha Kelsey and Rebecca McGrath. And unfortunately, because another injury hit another player, we've got a fourth that's been added into the squad. She may not get a game in the but back end there. of the tournament. Um, so, yeah, Michaela, Mickey, she's in there as well. So, a very proud club to have the, have the girls going Excellent. There. Go well. Yeah. So plenty of exciting stuff off the back of a WBBL. This is what it so does. So exciting. WNCL starts up again too next week. BBL is is kicking off as well. So <gasps> bring it on. Look, if you if you're into that kind of thing, whatever. It's going to be a big summer of cricket. We're going to take a break until January because we've got a lot going on. Actual as jobs, everyone. apparently. Actual what? jobs, and you know, this is the time of year where do you know what? Have some downtime, peeps. So we're going to take some downtime, but when we come back, it's going to be with a lot of excitement for what's coming later on in the summer. You bet there is. I think that's us for now. Cool. Laters. Laters. Laters.